Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lovanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yes, I'm ready. I am ready for it. Judd, are you ready for it? Am I ready? I got my bat. I'm set to go. Is there pine tar on that bat? George Um, Brett? No, I, I got a better one. This is an old school Daryl Cheney played for the Braves bat. Look at the pine tar. Look at the pine tar. Where'd you get that? I don't know. Baseball card show years and years and years ago. But yes, but this one, this is an illegal pine tar bat. It looks like Tim McClellan would call George Brett out, and Brett (laughs) would sprint from the dugout at Yankee Stadium. Uh, It is, by the way, a statements Monday here on Mackie and Judd. And um, we got some twins takes to start off with here. For people asking, I did go to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods to find Declan some some good fitting gophers things that we will have him wear oh, later on this week. You went to the store. I was going to come in studio today, but I'm a little sick, and unlike Judd, I don't want to subject other people I'll to be my in sickness. Yeah, he'll be on the other side of the glass. You will not enter my studio. Yeah, I'll be in. I got the crud. I yeah. got the crud. Judd tells us. Three days later, like man, I don't know where I got the crud from. Judd's like, "Oh, I gave you the crud." Yeah, when we went out to eat last Thursday for for a show happy hour lunch, he goes, "Yeah, I was feeling like garbage, spread it all over that table." Yeah, but I'm tough. That I'm food tough. was I'm worth resilient. it. Though. Three Jack, by the way, Three yeah. Jack was where we Great went. Spot. Great spot. So um, we'll figure out uh, the embarrassing things that Declan has to do in Gophers gear on uh, the YouTube channel later this week, but. Uh, Let's start with this one here, boys. Minnesota Twins related. Sonny Gray fired shots, I think, is the oh, first day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he did. Okay. Yeah. So this is what he said. I don't think we're interested in going four innings and being happy, he said about the starting pitchers. I feel like we had a group last year that was pretty content with going four innings, and we're going four innings and five innings is considered a good start. I disagree with that then. I, dis- I disagree with that now. I feel like the guys, um, I, I, I feel like just the guys that we have aren't content with it either, which is what you want, especially as a rotation. You want to build off each other. You don't want to go out there and throw four innings and walk away happy about it. Okay, is he taking shots at the organization or is he taking shots at like Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer for just not being capable of going longer in the game well first of all i think he's taking shots at both so i don't think he is i don't think he is w- withholding shots here i think that he is disparaging both sides 
And what's interesting about this one is this goes back to, and I think it was Doogie that told us about this, but, you know, Joe Schmidt in the clubhouse last year asked Gray about something pitching-wise, and he started in on this at the time. And I think it's very clear now in retrospect, Sonny Gray wanted this out. I want to pitch longer. Don't yank me. Um, But here's the genius. So I think this guy is a pretty bright bulb. And here's the genius of yesterday's comments, which, again, sounded like they came, according to the tweet that was set up, it sounds like the question wasn't necessarily about this. And he he just, again, went off on a side tangent, which I absolutely love. I get a, I get the feeling this is a strength in numbers comment from Gray. I think what we have now is an uprising of sorts. So um, Pablo, Pablo Lopez, they're all saying, enough of this. Right. Like, Sonny Gray probably is the captain of, how'd you feel about your use here last year? Or how would you feel about if you got yanked? Um, but where I think that this is just fantastic is, you know, I tweeted about this last night, and I immediately got back from some, yeah, fire Baldelli, which is, oh, yeah, fine. But the other thing I got back was, was uh, well, you know, it's proven that, you know, the third time through, blah, blah, blah. And I tweeted folks back. I said, I'm not debating this. I'm saying that a guy who pitches a, a important member of the staff, right, is clearly throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah. This is not a debate about is he right or wrong. This is a conversation about what's he going to do about it, and is it going to look different in 2023 if he does get pulled, which, by the way, goes well above Rocco Baldelli. So I think that this just really sets up for a get-your-popcorn potential here of are we going to have guys start to come out and say, that was BS, I could have gone the third time through. If my math is right on this, all right, um, I I just plug this into stathead.com. The Twins, they played 162 games last year, right? Only 10 times in 162 games did a Twins pitcher pitch seven innings or more. And Sonny Gray accounted for three of those. Dylan Bundy had one. Joe Ryan had four. Bailey Ober had one. Devin Smeltzer had one. So 10, the whole staff, 10 in 162 games. Pablo Lopez alone had eight with the Marlins last year. Now, some of that's he's good. He's better than Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer, and he raises the water level of the rotation. Some of it's just philosophical. Um, The Twins pitchers last year were dead last in amount of times facing a third time through the order. How about this? In 25% of games last year, the Twins pulled their starting pitcher before they faced anyone a third time. Like, not even like, hey, let's, how about this one guy? You can face the leadoff guy a third time. And then when they did, and this is probably what the Twins would argue, when the Twins did face hitters a third time, they had the fifth worst OPS against. So the Twins would say, well, there's a reason we do it, because our guys get smoked. And my comeback would be, well, not every team's pitchers get smoked a third time through the order. So either... Teach them how to deal a third time through. I think the old school guys like the Jack Morrises and the Burt Blylevins would tell you there's a way in which you go about navigating a third time through the order that the Twins just either don't teach or or don't find pitchers that are capable of doing it. So I I, kind of love the uprising here. I love that you want this is competitive too. You want this. I'd rather have a rotation that's like fighting for the ball than one that's like who got out of there after four and two thirds unscathed. Thank God, right? So... 
Very interesting. Uh, Judd, you go. We got a station off the air right here at uh, on the other side, so I have to manage something here. Is right it ours? Is it fifteen hundred ESPN or is it, it is, my time? It is ours. So I'll, I'm doing. I think they're that. doing tower work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I got people looking in the door. So yeah, Judd, you go at the twins. Or maybe Greeny is just maybe Greeny just had to yeah. go to the bathroom. I'm not saying this. I'm just reporting it. All right. Okay. My statement is this. Get that station back on the air. It's bad for business when stations are off the air. Um, statement that will uh, be on the baseball theme as well. And it's this. Let's get going. I am, as a baseball fan, I am so excited to see. It looks like we're back. We're back. Are we back? Am, yes. Greeny's back? Okay. Thumbs up from Declan right there. I am so excited to see what these rule changes do now in games in the regular season. And this is as excited as I've been to see something from a sports standpoint, just from an overall how it's going to change the game itself. No shifts. Pitch clock can only throw over, I believe, twice before it's called a a balk. Um, Baseball started, I don't know if you, you guys saw it, I think it started last week, an ad campaign. Like about this is how the way right. the game is. It's supposed everywhere. To, yeah, it's all it's all over social media. They've they've done a good job. Brian Cranston's involved in it, so like they they've actually paid some cash to to do this. But it's my opinion that this is going to be one of the most positive things for a sport that all three of us absolutely love, uh, but a sport that has in some ways had become unwatchable, and certainly as far as attention span in 2023 had become very hard to follow. I am super excited to see what this does, what the changes do. And as much as the old school folks, uh, Phil, might say, oh, yeah, you know, this is going to alter the game I loved as a a kid. Every alteration like this, though, changes strategy, which I think is great fun. I I always thought that putting the guy on base in the 10th, it changed your strategy, which I thought was fantastic. So, like, it didn't didn't make the game worse. It changed the game. This is a game that needs some changes. So, let's get going. I am very excited for opening day. They left that one, right? We still put the runner on second base in extra innings? Okay. Yes. So, we left that one. Yeah, I I think I I saw one commercial over the weekend uh, with Joey Votto hits a ground ball through the infield and it goes through and he comes around in first base. and, And I can't remember exactly what the logistics of the commercial but he's you know like that's a that's a base hit now yeah it's great you know find, find out the, the the three major they're marketing the three major rule changes in baseball that make the game better and i love that they're committing to it sometimes when baseball makes changes they like spend time apologizing for it right because they don't want to piss anyone off no your game needs changes and these changes make your game better and not to be an ageist but the 64 year old guy named frank who's mad about the game that i grew up is being changed, it's like that guy's still going to watch. You're not going to lose the guy that, put it this way, speeding up the time, the dead time between pitches isn't going to chase fans away. Oh, I really wish I could see, uh, you know, remember when Nomar Garcia Parra would spend a half hour like adjusting his batting gloves and tapping his toes? So, boy, I really wish I could see Jose Altuve spend 45 minutes between pitches trying to, you know, adjust his whatever. <laughs> so, Yes. yes. Excited to see what this all looks like. All right. All right. I'll give you a twin statement now as, as our maintenance, I think, has been completed on, uh, on the old 1500 side. Uh, my statement is, <laughs> statement is. Happy 100th, happy 100th anniversary in May to uh, AM 1500 frequency. Yeah. 
Doing well. <laughs> Still there. Still hanging out. Uh, my statement is, lead this team. So Carlos Correa is back now for the second time after spurning two other teams this offseason. And last year was exciting because it kind of obviously came out of completely left field. He signs here. He has a good year. He doesn't really come up in clutch moments in the first half of the season. In September, he finally delivers some big moments when it was a little bit too late. Uh, and at that point, the, the, the Twins had relinquished their lead on the Central Division, and their playoff hopes were basically all but shot. Uh, this year, Carlos Correa, as the face of this team, and rightfully so in my opinion, has to lead this team, has to come through in big-time moments earlier on in the season. And when you have a chance to run away with the division, which, hey, the Twins were in first place for about 75% of the season last year, you can't let these games go away. When you come up with the bases loaded, which he, remember he did last year in a, in a big-time game in the bottom of the ninth, you can't roll over a ball for a 4-6-3. you got to do something here to lead this team. And I think he will. He's won a World Series. He's been in big-time moments. He has a big personality. I love him. But you have to come through throughout the whole season here, lead this team, get him back to the playoffs, and hopefully, for the love of God, win a playoff game for the first time in 20 years. It does feel like people have kind of very quickly gotten over the fact that he so he left us. We were we were dating for a year, and he left us, and very publicly went and dated someone else for a little bit, and then it kind of blew up. And then, uh, okay, the the first relationship falls through. Now he has a chance to okay come back, make it right, come back to us, right? Now he picks then he picks a third date, and they date for a while, and then. He comes back to us again. We're just like his fallback option. But I don't think anyone cares, right? The Twins clearly don't care. Fans don't seem to be worked up about it. So it's almost like nothing happened. All right, he's nothing to see here. He's just back. He's going to be the shortstop until his ankle explodes. Is there going to be like a ticking time bomb? Like, like, like they some, could have a countdown, like a promotional countdown clock. Come out to the ballpark tonight. Yep. You never know if it's going to be Carlos Correa's last game before his ankle explodes. 500 days until we expect his ankle to blow up on the field. Could tonight be the night? Come to Target Field and find out. Come to the family section and pay only $2.50 for a hot dog that you wait in line for seven innings to get. Yeah, and a cheap beer. Yeah. It's really a cheap beer, too. It's not one of our good ones. Okay. Here's my next statement. Mm-hmm. Moving off the Twins and uh, into another Minnesota sports team. What an embarrassing weekend for Gopher basketball. Allow me to explain here, okay? So the Minnesota State High School basketball tournament was going on at Target Center. Yeah, it shows how much I pay attention. My Buffalo High School squad made it to the quarterfinals and played Lakeville North. The 2007 uh, state champions, Buffalo High School. And they got beat by Lakeville North. And one of the kids on Lakeville North's team, Nolan Winter, Put up 20 points in that game. Uh, had a good game against, was it Wyzetta in the semifinals? So Nolan Winter, one of the best players in the state, son of two former Gopher athletes, scores 20-plus points in state tournament games, going to Wisconsin. Son of, again, two former Gopher athletes, right. a volleyball player, player and a basketball yeah. player. Um, there's a great junior on Wyzetta that has like six or seven different Division One offers, including Creighton, Iowa, Wisconsin, Xavier. I think St. Thomas has made an offer too. The Gophers just nowhere to be found. I don't know. I don't know what, what they're doing. I guess they could still come in and make an offer. Uh, over on the college side, Marcus Carr hitting key buckets for Texas in the Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight. They eventually uh, bowed out to Miami. 
but uh, he bolted Minnesota two years ago, the first chance his stock got high enough to go play for a real program, right? And then if you noticed, um, San Diego State made their first trip to a Final Four over the weekend, coached by the son of a former Gopher basketball head coach, Brian Dutcher, son of Jim Dutcher. He's a Gopher alum and was born in Minnesota, and he's just been in San Diego for like the last 20 years. Had a couple chances to go hire him, but I don't know if he was too expensive or whatnot, or Ben Johnson was just that much better. It's just amazing when you look around. The high school basketball players coming out, the chances to get guys like Brian Dutcher, Eric Musselman, uh, the Miami men's basketball program, it came out this weekend. So it's their first ever trip to the Final Four, Miami basketball. Those players are receiving a total of $2.2 million in NIL payments. It includes $800,000 for transfer guard Nigel Pack. That's how you get organized and boost your program. Meanwhile, the Gophers and Mark Coyle are trying to figure out, like, okay, uh, should we sell some Girl Scout cookies? Can we, no. Should we set up a lemonade stand outside Blarney and Dinky Town? Get five bucks for someone to come over here and play? Maybe we can get a, a transfer from Drake. It'll be great. Yep. So I, don't know, I just watched the whole weekend of high school and college basketball and thought, boy, what a... What a bad referendum on the state of the Gopher men's basketball program. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. This comes back on one person too, Mark Coyle. This is not a Ben Johnson problem. This is a Mark Coyle problem. And and the fact that the Gophers were woefully unprepared for where NIL was going, like, Mark, that was your job. Your job was to see into the future to make damn sure that you were competitive. Like, I, I don't think people get this. The state of the Gopher basketball program is inexcusable. What did they think was going to happen when those floodgates opened? They think, oh, we'll just feel it out they for a few years. What I've heard is they were basically like, our job is to make sure that we're in compliance of this, but it's not our job to have that cash. And it's like, no, that is your job. As Royce said last week, Dude. there are schools that now are hiring coaches who are like called, I don't know, assistant asset management coach who's in charge of NIL money. And the Gophers are like, are we in compliance? First of all, it's the NC2A. You know what? The one thing that has struck me in my old age is this. Does anybody care, like, if you cheat and get caught, does anybody give a damn? Like, did 1997 not happen? Does anybody, like, do you think? But it's not cheating. You don't don't have to cheat. Just have have an organized plan to get money to good players. Is if you do cross the line, I don't care. Like, if you tell me your team can make... You run, you, you. But Judd, you've like you don't have to like light your program on fire but, but, anymore. But the Gophers are afraid to do anything. That's the point. My point is, you better be able to be in a position to maybe cross that line than to be the Gophers right now are in the How back about of the get line. Get to the starting line. You're talking about crossing the line. They haven't done anything. Yeah. But that's. But the point is, the NCAA now more than ever is just a complete joke. You need to win. It needs to be fun. And Mark Coyle has made it so that his basketball coach 
has no chance. And I'm telling you right now, too, here's the other thing that's going to, to come uh, to pass. That I, I, I disagree with Patrick a little bit on this one. Patrick doesn't think that the NIL money is as important for football because basketball has some star players. But I don't think you can just be like, well, we don't have a, you know, go for football. If they want to give themselves any chance, they need to have money for at least certain positions, i.e. quarterbacks. Yeah, well, but, but yeah, I think, and I agree with his point, that it's more impactful if you get two players to stay in state that otherwise would have gone sure. to Wisconsin or Xavier or something. You can change your whole program. That's what but Miami how, has done. But how does Minnesota, which is a white, you know, white-collar market, I mean, we've got Fortune 500 companies, we've got a ton of alums, how do we not? How is that the main sports programs at that school? How are they not swimming in cash? Dude, it's. I, I feel like St. Thomas has a better chance with this they sort do. of nil. Better run. Or does it also feel like maybe I, this is totally anecdotal? I'm sure someone could prove me wrong on this, but it feels like St. Thomas alums are just like more loyal and ready to help in any way than at least recently than a lot of the Gopher alums. I don't know. Maybe it's just more concentrated. I think so it's it proactiveness. I think it's proactiveness. And, and I, I think the difference is Phil Esten is proactive. I feel like Coyle is always afraid of the fallout where the good ADs are, are like, no, we got to go. We got to at least take steps towards um, being proactive to yeah. do this. The NIL thing was all about basically reading the tea leaves and seeing where it was going, not being afraid about pulling out your big um, academic probation book and saying, are we crossing this line? Are we crossing that? That's what they've done. Yeah. It's maddening. So, anyways. All right. Maddening. All right. I'll get that off. Please, please cue the rouser up because I got one thing to say. Mission not accomplished, but good job so far. Go for hockey, baby. Big win. Big win right there. That's right. Basketball you know, might be down, but hockey you, sure ain't. You actually, uh, you went a little bit more easy on this one than I, one of my statements was going to be. Getting to the Frozen Four is not a great accomplishment for the yeah, University mission, of Minnesota hockey team. Mission not accomplished, but I'm, but I am celebrating that St. Cloud State game was a good game, and that's a good team. Yeah. That was two good teams. Like that's not a, that's not a. Oh yeah, that team is Canisius like. It's a really good team. But the fact is, you're right. Mission not accomplished yet. This is a Frozen Four championship team, and this. This program hasn't won the Natty for 20 years. We need the Natty back. I agree. Nice. So I think in part of my – it's great. The St. Cloud win, awesome. We're going to make Declan wear a bunch of gopher stuff at some point this week. It'll mm. be fun for Declan. Mm. Um, but, like, when you have to you have to win two games, this is one of the, the best college hockey programs in the country for 25 years, if not the best college in terms of the players they pump out, right? Your first game is against Canisius, so it basically doesn't count. And then you, it's a 16 team bracket. So to me, pay it off at some point here. It's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's been exciting. Nice win against St. Cloud State. Let's not get too excited about winning two games, one against Canisius, and getting to the Frozen Four. But it's I think that's, to... that's what I want to see, too. Even as a kid, by the way, who grew up as a big time Gopher hockey fan and remembers those national titles well, um, your other state schools have trumped you in the last 20 years. UMD has won national championships, St. Cloud was in it last year. Uh, Minnesota State Mankato has won a ton of regular season games and got to their first Frozen Four. If we want to talk about pride on ice, well, let's talk about pride on ice the last 20 years and where's your banner. And yeah, everyone loves always make fun of St. Cloud of, oh, go hang your NCHC banner. You've, you've done the same thing for the last 20 years. Big Ten titles, WCHA, 
Big Ten tournament, that's all gravy. But to be honest, you have been on par, if not below, the other in-state team. So go pay it off. This is a damn good team. It should win the national championship. But if you're going to talk yeah. pride on ice, let's let's take all that into consideration. Yeah, and go I, out I and feel like it. Declan's lashing out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's here. lashing okay, out like, about because I, I think we can, we can talk about yeah. our school Just in that way. You're an outsider, so guys. Yeah. You're an outsider. Yeah, yeah. 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 you're an outsider. Is... Go Gophers. Run about. The Frozen Four. Oh wait, hold on a second. The Frozen Four is yeah, going to be great. Like, the towel. By the way. There we go. The Frozen Four. You got BU. Uh, a goal for Michigan final would be epic. Be awesome. How are we feeling about uh, the Fargo location? There was it. Was it overkill to put that many Minnesota teams up there? Could we have saved one for a different area? How do we feel? Well, I, I think that was, I think the story that played out was this with the first round, not the second round. I think what p- played out was the field wasn't good. Like part of the problem was UMD and North Dakota not being good, really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. So, so they could have spread out the teams more to get, to get more, you know, more quality, I guess. But look, it's the NCAA. They are trying to make money. That Fargo, that Shields arena small. And it probably was a pretty penny to That's get, get in. Fine. That was the goal. But the first round was epically bad. Yeah, uh, Dex, give us one more statement presented by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. That's right. The best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. You can uh, join with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. First time use a little 100 buck bonus. Love seeing all the slips that are coming in. In fact, uh, the Wild set their lines for uh, for tonight's game. I even saw they got some Marc-Andre Fleury props, got some Ryan Hartman props. You want to keep riding that magic from over the weekend. Plenty of options to take on Underdog Fantasy with the Wild, the Wolves, Got the Masters coming up here pretty soon. Plenty of great options at Underdog Fantasy. Go check it out. I'll stay with the Wild, and I'll say I'll just my statement is Revo. Ryan Reeves, who is taking smelling salts and puking on the bench and still going out there and figuring out ways to make a big impact. <laughs> he's a big guy. He's always known as kind of being a little bit of a goon to a degree, but he's found a little bit of offense here. He's been a great jolt. He was kind of the first trade. And that was a surprising one around Thanksgiving time, and that's when the Wild started playing really, really good hockey. Um, he's been instrumental, I think, in the Wilds' you know turnaround here over the last five weeks, where they have been basically the best team in the NHL. Revo, don't discount Revo. We talk about Kirill and Boldy. Revo's right up there too. That, that was a great clip because it kind of went viral on the internet. He's he got the first thing of smelling salts, and he did. I don't know if yeah. it was dead. I've never like, tried yeah, smelling like, salts. Nah, it's before. not working. Not working. So someone gave him another one, and he was like, "Whoa, okay, that was it's a and fresh then he batch." Puts his right head there. down, and you can see him puking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Amazing. What uh, have you guys ever taken smelling salts? I haven't. I've heard my friends. This is just going to sound terrible. Well, my degenerate friends. They take them at the bar, like to get them going. If like they've been taken, if they've been out a while, they'll take a, them. a, a vodka I've rebels nev- not yeah. strong enough. I've or never what? done one. Five hour energy. Doesn't I work? I already have a sensitive stomach, and when I know when I hit my limit drinking, that hey, <laughs> this is going to be an issue. So I don't want anything that like heightens that issue. Uh, so I've never done them, but I I would try it. Maybe I would try it. I'm going to guess that your friends who do smelling salts at the bar also chew when they're drunk. Oh, yeah. I'll chew when I'm drunk, though. That's, that's not, that's not oh, a that's surprise. Dis- that's not a surprise. Wait a second. You're equating putting a dip in when you're buzzed to doing smelling salts? Yeah, because that's the whole thing. Like, you, like you, I won't. Have, have you chewed before? Yes. Oh, my God. It's, it's disgusting. a disgusting habit, but I do like it. I do enjoy really? it. Really? Yes. It's oh, disgusting. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's, but... it's, it's 
freaking on the awful. golf course. But it's, co- but it's like a common thing. Yeah. Like a lot of people put a dip in. You know, like yeah, I feel I like heard... half the NFL players in the league have a dip in when the game's over. Yeah, it's disgusting. Not many Absolutely. people go to the bar with smelling salts to get after it at, uh, like, William's Peanut Bar in Uptown. Let's go. Oh, come on. God. Um, no. No. I don't do it. I, I tried chewing in eighth grade once, and it's like, this is absolutely so gross. <laughs> Maybe we should try uh, smelling salts to get you pumped for a Feedback Friday. I would do smelling salts before chewing. What? Okay. I, I would do smelling. Well, but I wouldn't I'm try. I'm going to Amazon right now. You could buy them My on guess, Amazon. My guess is that I think I think uh, Ryan had the extra strength ones, like that was probably off the charts. And he was also was, was that smelling salts or was that an alternative to smelling salts? I mean, it's smelling salts. It's definitely. Smelling oh, it's salts. funny when you search smelling salts on Amazon, you get a and bunch now, of things like and now feel like bottled much. insanity, yeah. wake the dead, and then you get um, lavender bath salts. Actually, I think Judd. Getting into some bath salts would also be entertaining. Some bath cold wild great. takes here tonight. Bath, bath salts are fantastic. That's right. I'm trying my Himalayan sea breeze tonight, and I'm very calm about Dean Evison's line changes. Judd Zolgad here. It sounds good to me. For Olivia. Nice masters. little bath <laughs> as I age. I don't I no problem with that. I have zero problem with that. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll get you some smelling salts for um, maybe for the NFL draft night two, I think is what. Oh, Four hours into our live stream, see I'll if we can it. jack Judd up. I'll do it. Amazing. All right, speaking of, check out Purple Daily, too, where we got into the latest reporting from the Star Tribune on uh, what exactly happened between Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and their contract discussions. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd.